everybody, and welcome to episode number 43 of the Dual Shockers Shock Cast. I am your host for the week, Logan Moore, and with me as well to talk about all things video games. First timer on the show, even though he was on before, but that episode never saw the light. Tomas Franzisi is here. Tomas, hey. Hi, hello. Glad to be on for the actual first time. <laughs> for the for the first time, for the one that'll actually get published. This one will be going up, yep. I promise you. There was like we a need 90- to like. There was like a 90-minute E3 show re-recorded live from L.A. We should just like post that in the middle of winter and just feel like the lost episode. We should, yeah, six months <laughs> after E3, just to remind yeah. people of what E3 week was like. Uh, with us also this week is Noah Butner. Hey, dude. Hello there. How nice to be back. You are, I'm you doing are pretty well. Um, you've been writing a lot about Destiny 2. Yeah, pretty much uh, exclusively. Um. We're going to start with that? Uh, let's, uh, yeah. So, uh, again, DualShockers Shotcast. You can find the show over at DualShockers.com and on SoundCloud and iTunes and all that other good stuff. Uh, let's get right into it this week. Uh, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. Noah has played Destiny 2 quite extensively, and he has a ton of preview coverage up on the site, and we wanted to make sure we got him on this show to talk about it as well. How you feeling about it? What, I don't I don't know what you can and can't talk about. So obviously tiptoe around certain things. But uh... okay, so um, on August fourteenth, uh, uh, Activision um, flew me out and uh, you know paid for the hotel and flight and everything to get me to play Destiny two for three consecutive days. Um, and this wasn't the beta. This was. Um, they said not a final version of the game, of course, but it was as close to the retail as we're going to see before launch. Um, I got to play about, you know, 60 to 70% of the game. They stopped us at a certain point. But from, you know, from what I've seen, it's, you know, light years beyond Destiny 1. Uh, anybody who played the first one and had complaints about story or characters... Or have, or the game having any meaning at all will, you know, will feel a lot better. And honestly, I think if you hated the first one, the second one's worth checking out. Yeah, I might check that out at some point because the first one just like never grabbed me. Like especially once it came out and had like the mediocre reception. So like if this one is supposed to be really good, I might jump in. How much of it did you play when it first came out, Tomas? Uh, to just a bit, probably like 10, 15 hours, I dropped it pretty fast just because yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah, I played but. like five hours myself when it came out at launch, and uh, I had some larger issues with it uh, when I first played it that were, it was due to my own internet connection at the time, which was like real bad and was constantly making me jump out of uh, the servers and stuff like that, and I was constantly having to jump back to my ship so that was like a, a personal problem that i had and because of that i really never got into it i've always appreciated the gunplay in destiny um how is it in destiny 2 is it pretty much the exact same i was curious to see like how they would end up like fine-tuning that um i mean it is the spiritual successor um to halo 3 i would say where a lot of people regard halo 3 gunplay as sort of you know, well, not only the golden age of Bungie, but also like the epitome of you know how a shooter should feel, um, mechanic-wise and other. Uh, but in Destiny 2, um, you know, the guns still feel great. You know, even though it's sci-fi, it still feels like you're shooting realistic, like powerful weaponry. Uh, and this time around, I think they they outdid themselves with the sound design. I think. Um, there were a lot of unique sounds on a lot of the guns in the first Destiny, but this time they just sound punchier and more authentic. Um, and, um, you know, from what I've learned, you know, a lot of that was recorded, you know, with authentic weaponry and then filtered and etc. But, you know, it sounds really, really good. Um, PvP still feels amazing. Um, and I think it transfers over to PvE really well. Um Vaulted Glass is a lot of people's favorite raid. It was the first raid. Uh, and while I didn't get to play a raid at the event, um, you know, all the missions I played and, and all the strikes and everything felt really, really tight. You know, the the mechanics never really skip a beat. That was like one of, so that was one of the things I was going to ask you is because you have played so much of it at this point. Like, 
obviously I don't want to get like a a review score type thing for me because we'll have that up uh, next week. The game's out next week, right? Yeah. Uh, September 6th. So next Wednesday, out. actually a, a week from the day we're recording this. Um, so we'll have like our full extensive review next week. But what are you still looking what are you still potentially like uneasy about with the game? What are you still looking forward to? Like, is there any areas of the game that they still need to win you over with? Like, what are your what are your hesitations or potential concerns now after how much you've played? Um, in terms of um, concerns with the game, I think um, in in sort of redoing the way that. Um, leveling works really before the only way to hit you know level 20 the highest level in the game was to progress through the story i mean you could just do crucible or just farm i guess forever but the most efficient way was to do story missions uh in the build i played it was much more efficient to do heroic public events than anything else Mm -hmm. so theoretically you could come out of the the first mission that you have to play and then just do heroic public events and you know, hit max level without having to do much of the story. So I'm, I'm interested in how they fine tune those uh, values to make the story enticing, not only uh, from you know a narrative point of view, but also from a gameplay point of view. Because you know, who's not going to try and hit the highest level in the game as fast as they can? Yeah, yeah, um, balance is good for games like that, especially that are so like grindy and that kind of thing so yeah uh the other thing i'm you know holding out for is the raid isn't going to be released until uh, a week or two after the game launches to give players a chance to hit that max level and gear up and um i think you know one of the most important pillars of destiny one is it took raid mechanics from games like world of warcraft um and implemented them into a first person shooter uh, and everyone was really nervous about how that would turn out. And like I said before, Vault of Glass is sort of excellent in terms of, er, in my opinion, in terms of getting players to work together towards a common goal and not just shooting everything until it dies. You know, you have to have players in certain areas. They have to be doing things at the right time. And, you know, if one person messes up, the entire raid wipes. And if they can recreate... Um, those interesting mechanics in Destiny 2, then I think, you know, we'll have a good game on our hands. So So how should people like myself potentially feel? Because I I don't know... I don't know where I stand with Destiny 2 because I'm interested in potentially jumping in. I also know that no games besides really MLB the show annually hold my attention (laughs) for long spans of time. Like, I have one or two games I maybe go back to really frequently. Um, So I fear, like, for me personally, like, Destiny just... As much as I may enjoy it, I wouldn't come back frequently. Um, Is there anything you can say with that in mind that might potentially, like, win me over? Like, obviously I know that if I'm not going to come back to the game, I'm not going to come back to the game. But is there anything, like, for new new people who are going to enter into the Destiny universe with this game that, like, you think could win people like myself over? Well, um, the the game treats new accounts as new accounts. However, if you've played Destiny 1, the game acknowledges that you've played the first one, and it, it sort of respects the time you've invested. That being said, what you should be excited for coming in as a new player, um, the game is, I guess, much more... Uh, reasonable with how it deals with leveling up. Um, beforehand, you had to equip the highest level of light gear to get higher light level gear drops, um, which meant you would grind the raid, you would grind strikes, and then you would get gear, and then you would equip the gear, regardless of whether or not you liked it, just to get farther and farther along mm-hmm. in the progression. Um, now, you don't have to equip the best gear, you just have to have it in your inventory, and you can really play the game more to your liking. Say, for instance, you have a weaker scout rifle and you have a really high-level pulse rifle, but you prefer scout rifles, then you can play the game how you want without being penalized for it. Um, The other thing, too, is that a lot of people don't have the time to raid weekly on, you know, when they have jobs, when they have school. Um, Now there's a mechanic in the game called clans that was in the first game, but not really, you know... That system didn't go in depth. Yeah. Now, whenever you're 
clan completes a raid or completes, you know, Trials of Osiris or Crucible, you have a chance to get some of the same rewards that they do. So say all your friends are playing one week and they complete the raid and get loot. You have a chance, even though you have not competed in that raid, to get high-level loot. So you don't need to play as often as you used to, to to reach the highest power level and to enjoy the game as much as you can. I mean, would you mind elaborating on reasons why you didn't like the first one? I see. I, I just it's not even that I dis. It's not even that I hate it. Um, from what I played, like I said, I only played it at launch, and from what I saw there out of the five or six hours I put into it, it seemed very half baked. Like I was like, okay, where does this go after the story? Like I couldn't. I couldn't see what they had planned ahead, and obviously, I heard I've heard and seen that after Taken King and all that other stuff, like it was like a completely different game. So my view of Destiny is about the most bare bones view of Destiny that there could be, um, and and that's and with that in mind, like I don't even hate Destiny. Like I just it never grabbed me when I first played it, and um, I just like I said, like I'm not an MMO guy inherently, and so I know I probably wouldn't put like a ton of time into this. Oh, well, even from, you know, a more casual Destiny player, this time there's a narrative. There's a story, there's a villain. It's clear why the villain is doing what they're doing. You're even, to a degree, meant to sympathize with the villain, Dominus Gaul. Um, And, you know, in the first game, there was no story. Like, Luke Smith has talked to me, he's been honest, he's, like, shown regret for the way that that game shipped. But... This time there's a story. So if you're a player who just likes first-person shooters with really good feeling mechanics and shooting aliens, you could just play this game for the story and you'd be content for, you know, much longer than the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you so would actually get something out of it. That was one problem I had with the first game too because, like, but one of my favorite things about those uh, sci-fi style games too is the story and, like, the worlds they create. And I thought that what they created was really cool. I just felt the story... It's just kind of like Dinklebot being like, oh, fight off these guys like 50 times. And then yeah. like it just kind of like survive like, these three waves, survive yeah. three waves, survive three waves. Yeah, yeah no, they, they've they really taken really good notes on things they did poorly in the first game. And they've revamped them completely for the second game. I, you know, without saying too much, I think Destiny 2 is what Destiny 1 should have been. And the developers understand that, and that's why they're so enthusiastic about this game. You know, all of the p- developers who work on Destiny Two play Destiny Two constantly. So, yeah, those do make the best sequels too. Like Injustice Two this year for me was like that too. Which like the first Injustice for me was great, but that was able to like refine pretty much all of the game's mechanics to make like I'm, like as a fighting game fan, it was a ton of fun. As a DC fan, it was a ton of fun. So. No, yeah, I, no, like, and even like uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two from what yeah, I played at E3 yeah, and have seen exactly. from a uh, Gamescom this past week looks like it's fixing most of my complaints. So, so yeah, there's all these sci-fi games that didn't do well the first time around that are now, you know, improving upon their original games. I think that would make a good feature, actually. Yeah. <laughs> In video game culture, sequels are a good thing. It's a weird thing that I feel like. I mean, sequels always improve upon the other. I guess. But it's been, like, maybe it's just that I'm forgetting past generations, but it seems more apparent this generation of consoles for some reason. I don't know. I'd have to, like, do a I, deep dive. I think there have been more there have been more disappointments, I think, this generation, too, with, like, Destiny and uh, Battlefront. Like, they were really hyped up and then Watch disappointed. Watch Dogs so, as well yeah, was, like, Watch Dogs, like, so, as, like, the next-gen game, and then it came out yeah. as, like, this is not that great. Yeah. I bought a PS4 for that, so. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it was, so, I just think this, just for whatever reason, this generation, we've had more disappointing, like, first entries in series, mm-hmm. but they have a ton of potential, so that second entry is going to be able to, like, come in and kind of like give you what you wanted the first time which there's good and bad to that but like i mean at least you're finally getting the game you wanted which makes me exactly for fallout 5 or whatever bethesda's next fallout new vegas uh, whatever their their next open world game will be because fallout 4 fell in the category of disappointing for me even though i still liked it it just wasn't didn't live up to what i Bethesda games have these like weird hype around it too where like everybody thinks it's like a 10 out of 10 for like a week and then it just like crashes. Yeah, 
it, it's a it's a very strange cycle with that. Uh, last thing for Destiny, Noah. Like I mentioned to the listeners, we have put up, in case you haven't noticed, we've put up a ton of Destiny 2 content both on our YouTube channel, which you can find at um, DualShockers on YouTube, and also, actually, I think it's DualShockers TV on YouTube. I'm not sure. One or the other. And then... Uh, Just search DualShockers. Yeah, you'll, you'll find it there. And then uh, on the website as well, we've had a ton of written previews and stuff like that. If there's anything... Is there anything specific you want to point people to instead of just like broad strokes like hey we've got stuff up there um i really i mean though i liked the adventures a lot and they were fun because they are non-story based story missions if that makes sense they are not crucial to the main campaign but they have tidbits of story they have an arc in their own right and they're fun to play well i did enjoy them the heroic public events and unlocking them was so fun to figure out, although we do have an article explaining how to unlock them if you get frustrated. That was really great and fun. So if you want, you can watch our capture footage of that. Um, And also, the Lost Sectors are um, really interesting in that you stumble upon them sort of out of the blue, and then you delve into them, and you fight a boss, you claim your loot, and you get out. Um... And they're really short and sweet. Um, I, you know, we we played a lot of of those. Destin Legary, myself, and Travis um, Northup. Uh, we like went crazy trying to do as many as we can, find as many as we can. And I think um, the the lost sector footage is probably my favorite, just because it's it. It's something nobody really asked for, and it's something they thought up of on their own, and it, you know, it turned out really nice. That's cool. Check it all out. We've got a ton of stuff up on the site, and you should go read it all if you haven't already, because it's all really good. You seriously killed that dude. You should be proud. Um, Thank you, Tomas. What have you been into? This is our normally. This is our normal. Like, what have you been playing section? This time it culminated in preview coverage for Destiny Two. But what what have you been into, Tomas? Uh, well, the past couple days, because I've like colleges started up and everything, I haven't been playing too much. But before that, I bought a ton of games and reviewed a lot in early October. Because well, in late July, EA actually flew me out, um, and I played NFL, NHL, and uh, NBA Live early. Mm-hmm. And so those were all a ton of fun. You should check out those previews and uh, the review for Madden, which then I got the full build a bit later. You gave and... it an eight point five, correct? Yes, yeah. it's. In my opinion, if you have not picked up a Madden in a couple of years, but you're kind of like looking for that next sports game, I highly recommend it. There Damn were a couple us. like technical <laughs> issues, but uh, I know yeah, it sounds like a review, but um, but like just because. No, I was like, just saying, dang it, because now I'm gonna want to go get that game. It's been like three years, yeah. three or four years since I've gotten ma- <laughs> yeah. a Madden game. There's a couple of technical issues because of like uh, like they transitioned engines, but they'll they can patch that out too and that that was my biggest fault but uh long shot's great uh mahershal ali his role's kind of small in there but like like all the acting in that mode was great so uh yeah no definitely check that out and then uh iron cast was this cool like match three rpg style game it's kind of hard to explain for the switch i had a lot of fun with that and then uh picking that up even after that review yeah and then agents of mayhem which i found a little underwhelming for how original of a concept it was the game was very much your typical like open world third person yeah. shooter RPG style thing. And that's kind of like... been the consensus around it from most other outlets I've seen in the industry who've been reviewing it as well, right? It's Yeah. Yeah. That, that's it... basically the and then uh, that, that kinda of goes back to what we were talking about with sequels. Like I could actually see in Agents of Mayhem two if they added like uh online multiplayer, uh they, they like flushed out the story because it kinda of ended like on a cliffhanger, but not not really, but like they were basically like we're making another at the ending uh but yeah so i just think if a sequel can come in and kind of tighten that up and do more original because there's this point in the game where you're fighting this uh ai k-pop group and they're all different colors and uh i mean i I don't want to spoil something but basically something happens that pisses them all off so they're going through the stages of grief so you get teleported into this technical like technological world and you fight each one of them and it represents the stages of grief and it was this like great concept and I wish the rest of the game was like that because I was playing that mission and it was just when I kind of like had come to that consensus like, oh, this game isn't original. And then it was like super like awesome mission. And then it went back to being kind of boring again. So I was just like they, they like 
I know Volition like has the vision to like make like an amazing game out of that. They just like it was a bit underwhelming. I always and then like, other than that, I was gonna say what, I was what just were gonna say, say I always felt like the Saints Row games were like that as well. Where I across the board, I feel like I like Saints Row three and four specifically more than I liked. Uh, I, like I felt like they were good games across the board more, more so than what I think you're saying with Agents of Mayhem. But there were like certain missions in those games where it's like this is phenomenal. Why can't there be more missions like this in this game? And that was always like my big sticking point with Saints Row. It sounds kind of similar to Agents of Mayhem. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's not Saints Row Five if that's what uh, you're thinking. I was like I actually played it at E3 this year too. But before that, I was kind of like so is this Saints Row Five? But it is actually quite different and how it plays it's actually like the gun plays more similar to mass effect almost okay but i'd say like you'd not like how you command squad mates but just like an it's more like rpg style uh shooting mechanics but uh it's it's fun it just gets super repetitive and and it's kind of unoriginal outside of like the the world and story yeah and all the buildings look the same yeah kind of it's i mean like it's set in a seal i think that's how you say it's south korea it's a bit it's colorful but like i don't remember like a specific part of the world it's very compact too. Like the world isn't that big, so you do like go to a bunch of the same areas and like different angles. But uh, but yeah, it wasn't like particularly uh memorable for me. And then uh, outside of that, I played a. Uh, I know you've talked about. I think some of these on the show, but like Sonic Mania, uh, Uncharted, um, and Hellblade, and th- those are all amazing games. Like yeah. it's the first time I've seen like game- that many Game of the Year contenders in August. Yeah, Hellblade was then, great. Uh, uh, I don't. Ooh, I, I can't remember if we talked about it. I'm kind of mixed up at this point. I know we didn't get deep on uh, Uncharted, though. So I played that as well. I actually reviewed it for the site. I gave it a 7.5. Uh, where'd you end up landing on it? How'd you end up feeling about it? Uh, I thought it was. it's probably one of the best-looking PlayStation 4 games I've played. I know you can make an argument for that. Yeah. A lot of the games, but especially that uh, opening segment when they were in the city and... Uh, Indian, it starts like storming. Like I was just running through those rooftops, and I was like, "Holy crap! This is like the uh, the like some of the best stuff I've seen." Yeah. But uh, gunplay, it's it's more Uncharted. I'm a huge fan of those games. I uh, played like the year before uh, four came out. I bought one, two, and three, and like played it all through as a series. So I'm, I'm like a pretty big fan. So yeah. I was happy with what it did. It's it's more Uncharted. And yeah. so I like take that. If it's worth picking up if you're a fan of the series. Yeah, and that's basically what I said more or less was that it was like, hey, it's more Uncharted, which is a good thing, but it's just kind of Uncharted. It's and the, I think I referred to it as like the greatest hits of Uncharted in my review, where it was just like it's not doing anything new, but it's still Uncharted. But because it's not really doing anything new, like I can't praise it and lavish it as like some incredible game. It's it's Uncharted, and Uncharted well, games are great, but there was really nothing new to it, I felt yeah, like. One thing that actually kind of came on my mind, and I don't know if, like, Tomb Raider has more elements of this, too, but I thought, like, a cool idea would kind of to have just, like, a one huge open world filled with, like, a ton of tombs, and then you could almost have, like, an online game, where it's basically, like, online Tomb Raider, almost, oh, I guess, yeah, is how it would be. kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, so, like, I was playing it, and there's a bit of that when, like, you're in the more open se- sections, and so I was like, oh, you could base a game around this, but, uh, yeah, but overall, I mean, Uncharted Lost Legacy is a good game. Naughty Dog's a very solid developer. They haven't made anything really, like, worse than, like, decent, so. Except for Crash Bandicoot 1. It's a bad game. Hey, okay, you know what? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you can play that mind. game in the original. <laughs> I, I will. Um, as for myself, yeah, so I've not been playing too much lately. Um, Uncharted Lost Legacy was, actually, that's a lie. I've played a ton, but I talked about most of it last week. As for the past week, I have only really played Uncharted, which I sped through in in a morning. I woke up really early and just played through that game real quickly. And then, um, since then, I had been playing Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which I also reviewed for the site, and that went up yesterday. Um, or no, two days ago. That went up at the start of this week. Um, that game's real good, which... So, you went into that game, <laughs> if if any of our readers are aware, uh, as a meme. You liked it for its meme capabilities, yeah. how, like, how outlandish of an idea it seemed yeah. like. There's a rabid peach who takes selfies, like... That's how I started my review. I said for months, I, I literally think the first line of my review is for months now, I have been ironically hyping up Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle as my favorite game of the year. 
like I've been doing that for months in our in our staff Discord, and it's been annoying <laughs> all of you. And then, and it's paid off. And the game's actually good, and I'm not alone so, in that sentiment either. Like that was the thing no. is like I. When you review games, and especially before Embargo, like, you're always – you're so closed off yeah. from everything else that you're like, is my opinion on this validated by others? And I, so I gave the game an 8, and I'm like, is, that's a really good score for that game. I, I think that – I think Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle is a great game, which is what it equates to on our scale. Um, but I, as I was, like, writing my review, I was like, I feel like people are going to tear this game apart for some reason. I don't know why people – feel like everyone's just gonna irrationally hate the rabbits in this turns out i was on the lower end of most of the reviews i saw yesterday which was that's good yeah crazy. yeah so, i have a question uh who's your favorite rabid mario character dude i don't know they all have real good personality traits which was like shocking i think i like um i don't know man i, I really like i, I really like rabid mario because he's got this like tough guy personality to him he carries around a hammer and he just wants to like <laughs> beat everyone up and he's got a toothpick in his mouth rabid luigi's pretty good though too because he like is he's like super clumsy and he's falling all over the place and he's just like tripping over his long shirt that he's wearing rabid peach kind of blows uh <laughs> but she's still funny and then rabid uh, dk rabid dk is pretty good too that's rabid yoshi looks looks like crazy rabid yoshi is like yeah (laughs) is the insane one on the group they all they all play really different too and there's uh they all have a lot of different abilities and their skill trees like you can do a lot of different things with each character in the game to level them up uh some certain combat situations are better suited towards having a character like rabid mario who's a little bit more plays like a tank like, he can take a lot of damage, he can deal a lot out as well at the same time, whereas Rabid Peach is kind of like a support character to sit around and heal other people, so you kind of want to keep her back. Um, they've all got their different roles and stuff like that, and I really like how they play off of each other as well. Like, you, you saw when we played it, uh, at E3, Tomas, how, like, there's the dash, and then you can jump off of one of your characters to, like, vault yourself further on in the map, and then you can hide behind cover. Like, there's a lot of different mechanics going on within the combat situations and then there's a lot of cool puzzles and stuff like that too like i wrote like over 2000 words on the game and you can go find them all on the site but uh i really enjoyed it and uh the rabbits were not that annoying which was also nice like i kind of appreciated them by the end of that game like they fit in well with mario and the crew so yeah you know oh the thing is too like you've told me you're not even that huge into like XCOM and those games no. and I'm, I'm a huge fan of XCOM and uh X, enemy unknown and XCOM 2 and I remember when uh I was at the Ubisoft conference with Noah when they announced that and I just turned to him and I was like holy crap it's XCOM with Mario and Rabbids like just out of left field I was expecting like something more akin to Mario like RPG yeah <laughs> like the Super Mario RPG and so it was very shocking, but then, like, when I saw you play it and what I've seen, like, I'll definitely be picking it up some point because I like those kind of games, and I highly recommend if you like the gameplay in this game to, like, go to XCOM or XCOM 2, actually, I'd recommend XCOM on a 2's, PC, yeah, PS4. It's on PS4. I think that just had an, yeah, yeah, it just had an expansion drop, too, I, I think. Mean, so. I, I think, think there's, been, there's been a ton of great Switch games to come out recently, but oh yeah, outside of Breath of the Wild... I none of them have you know struck me as games you can play by yourself completely offline and and really you know enjoy them thoroughly like Splatoon for instance has a single player campaign but you know That's it has a lot of features missing yeah exactly and and Breath of the Wild is fantastic um Xenoblade 2 well <laughs> Xenoblade like though we've, I've been waiting for another game to purchase to play on the subway, for instance. Yeah, and I think Mario X Rabbids is that. Yeah, you yeah, know, this should be that game. Like, I will vouch for that. Like, I, I'd go as far <laughs> to say that this is like a must-own game. If if you're into the concept of it and you're totally okay with it just being insane, and then you like strategy games, you should definitely purchase the game. Yeah, I think the the Switch, I mean, as much flack as it gets from people for, like, not having any games, but uh, it, it has a ton of really cool, unique stuff from, like, uh, indies to, like, like Iron Cast I played was highly original, and then, like, Mario and Rabbids, it's already had, like, Zelda, uh, Mario Kart, Splatoon, and, like, ARMS, mm-hmm. and then uh, 
Rabbids, and that's got like Fire Emblem Warriors and Xenoblade 2 coming out, which most of those games I'm pretty interested in or already own. So, like, I'm I'm looking forward to yeah. Like, that's what's the really good about the Switch this year is that there's not only like more games coming out than I expected because that was like my big thing after their January event was that like oh man they don't have anything lined up this sucks and then once we got past about April I think it really the system really started hitting its stride not only is there a good amount of games on it though at this point there's also a ton of variety like we've got a good strategy oh, yeah, game definitely. now we've got a good racing game in Mario Kart we've got a great multiplayer online game even though Nintendo's online infrastructure still kind of sucks uh, we've got a great single-player game, an open-world game at that with Zelda. Like They're kind of checking off all the boxes to where not only are you playing a lot of games on the Switch, but you're playing a variety of many different games, which I am really appreciating because it's giving me so many different varied experiences on that handheld hybrid home console thing. Yeah. It's I'm different. worried. Oh, oh I was going to say, I'm like worried, though, because Nintendo has you know, this this um, reputation of, oh, we'll release our first-party game here, and then we won't release another, you know, big installment in the franchise until our next console. So if we're getting the new Mario, the new, you know, we have the new Splatoon, we have the new Zelda, we have the new Rabbids game. Like, we have all these games so early on in the console's Life in the console's lifespan. That what are we gonna do next year or the year after that? Like I think Nintendo needed that this year though. After the Wii U, which mm-hmm. like had a severe lack of like uh, like new entries and franchises. And I mean, 2018 looks strong for them too. They have Yoshi, Kirby, Metroid Prime 4. Like they they have more stuff com- coming. And I think by the time they kind of like get through all their IPs, it'll be two or three years down the line. And then they can go back and say, like, okay, well, let's make a, another Mario or something. So maybe towards, like, the end of the Switch's life. But, I mean, it's definitely one of the... If you look at, like, the PS4 and the Xbox One's launch year, like, I know there's a ton of third-party games and stuff, too. But, like, first-party-wise, I think the Switch is stronger than both of those were in their first year. Mm-hmm. Just so far, and it's only, like, what, like, uh, five months after it came out? Like, almost six, I think, actually. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, I just... It's... I love... The Switch. I mean, I need to get a couple more games for it because I've just been like busy elsewhere. But uh, yeah, no, it's just I can I like the system a lot. Yeah, and I still stand by the fact that they will end up re-releasing uh, Smash Bros. and uh, probably Super Mario Maker at some point on the Switch. If I had to take a guess, and while that is just re-releasing Wii U games on the Switch, like I will buy them, you will buy them, we all will buy them <laughs> because we're weak. I- idiots who will purchase us stuff time and yeah. time again so like if that can continue padding it padding things out where they do have like three to four months of downtime if they're like well okay we can see ahead that next year 2018 from april to july we've got a really down period of time uh let's port over smash bros and release it that may or something like that and there you go all of a sudden it looks like they've got a, a big first party quarterly release or something like that and i I think they're going to lean on that stuff next year um let's actually get into the news though because we are going to talk about nintendo because they had their nindies showcase today which was actually pretty freaking good good, if i do say so myself um there was a lot of surprises in that which i did not expect most notably no more heroes we'll talk about that in a second i want to wrap up gamescom because that was last week um we had a ton of coverage on the site we had a pair of boots on the ground in the form of Giuseppe, who was out there covering everything, and he has a bunch of cool interviews and previews up. Uh, off the top of my head, I know he did an interview and preview for Ace Combat 7. He also did a preview for uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. There's a couple other things that I can't remember. Yeah, the Xbox interview. Yeah, the Xbox interview. We talked to Aaron Greenberg, and that is a fantastic interview. Uh, you guys should yeah, check, check that, that out. out. That is a That was a really, really good piece by Giuseppe. Um, so, yeah, we've got a bunch of cool things up on the site uh, dealing with Gamescom Fallout pieces, so you should go check that out. Um, but I did want to bring up and point back to our Game of the Show winners because we did have the awards that went along with Gamescom, and while not... Well, no, everybody does Gamescom awards. Gamescom awards and E3 awards are the two big times of the year when we are handing out these things. TGS, too, as well, I guess. Um, but I wanted to mention all of our award winners um, our Reader's Choice Game Award winner, Game of the Show, so that was voted on by you guys out there who are listening, 
was Monster Hunter World, which I was not interested in, and then I saw that game shown last week, and holy smokes, it looks really good. I've never played a Monster Hunter before, but I'm like totally interested in this one. Yeah, that, that's when I, I still need to look at some more uh, gameplay for it, but Monster Hunter has always been a series I've meant to get into, but like I remember being interested on like try back when it came out on the Wii and I was like super young but I've just like never jumped on it even though I've been like kept saying like I will so I think if, if world looks as solid as like the little bit I've seen and that I'm hearing mm-hmm. how it looks like I'm looking for it I'll probably pick that up yeah that also won so not only did it win our reader's choice it also won an award for best PS4 game and best RPG so uh, we're pretty hot on Monster Hunter World ourselves. Our Game of the Show award, the one we voted on ourselves, went to Biomutant, which I think really surprised us because we were not expecting this game. And now we've got uh, this dude who looks like Rocket Raccoon out there hitting dudes with the sword and <laughs> shooting them up and stuff like that. And it looks pretty freaking cool. Uh, this is from the Just Cause developers, am I right? Yeah, they're they're ex-Just Cause developers, and yeah, Biomutant was a game, like I saw, it, it leaked a couple of days beforehand, and I'm like, oh, this looks interesting, and then I saw the cinematic trailer, and I was like, oh, that looks actually really cool, and then I saw gameplay, and it like blends like kung fu and RPG elements and sword play, and it just looks, it looks really, it looks like such an original new IP, and we don't see that many of those, like in the trailer, like he was flying across the world, he was riding this like little hand that could shoot like a gun. Which I thought it just it seemed really creative and original, which is something I think that uh, not necessarily is lacking, but like just it's not as like prevalent. Like we haven't really had like a big new IP like Biomutant that it stood out as like unique as it is. Yeah, for I, me in I a agree. while, especially this generation. It seems like a lot of this generation's big games are still carryovers from last gen, like between the Uncharted fours. And uh, God of War is kind of a mix, even though it's a relaunch of sorts. Um, and then Halo and Gears, Halo 5, Gears 4, stuff like that. Like, the big first-party games seem to still be carrying over from last generation. So to see something new like this come in and just be a really unique, fresh game is, like, cool to see. Because we don't get a whole lot of those anymore because developers are... are it's not developers as much. I think, uh, I don't know, publishers are scared to take chances and because of that. They uh, less likely to pick up games that maybe look a little bit more experimental. Um, yeah. Let's THQ Nordic's very varied in their lineup too. They so. are, yeah. I give yeah. them a lot of credit. They have a lot of different <laughs> type of games they got publishing over there. Uh, continuing down the list, we gave best Xbox One game to Forza Motorsport Seven. I uh, also won our best first party game and best racing game. Unsurprisingly. Um, looks great. Looks gorgeous. It's gonna be real good on that there Xbox One X yeah. when that comes out. This yeah, week. that's like the the flagship one, uh, one X title too. Now that uh, Crackdown got delayed, so yeah, which sucks. Windshield like, wiper physics, man. Yeah, I know. But racing games are kind. Of, I wouldn't say guilty pleasure, but I like picking them up every so often. I don't have an Xbox One, so I might not be able to pick this up right away. But if I ever get it down the line, like this does look like a really good entry. So yeah. Uh, our best PC game went to Age of Empires Definitive Edition, which was announced at the show last week, and I think made a lot of people, myself included, the, excited. Um, this this wasn't announced at the show. This was E3. They announced uh, Age of oh, Empires 4. That's yeah. right. Yep, you're correct. So Definitive <laughs> Edition was announced a couple months back. But, uh, yeah, Age of Empires 4 was announced last week. Yeah, this looks great. I'm excited to jump into a... Well, I probably actually won't play it because it's... I don't know. Pro- the remaster with having a Mac, I guess, at this point. <laughs> yeah, the remastering two and three also, which uh, two's the one I played the most of, but uh, like I'm, I'm definitely like really happy Age of Empires is back because like, it's one of the few RTSs I actually I'm like really into and like so yeah, like I'm I'm happy that this Microsoft noticed that it's very interesting for them too because uh, it's like a PC focused series for Microsoft. Yeah. Which I mean, like they're not exclusively Xbox technically too. Like they have PC franchises. They publish back on the DS. Like they're willing to go out a little bit, and I think like it's cool that they have this like big PC franchise that they're like respecting and continuing. Yeah, I really like that too. I wish it was coming to Xbox, even though I know it's not. Um, I think even it wouldn't control her. Well, yeah, I think Aaron Greenberg <laughs> talked about that in the interview with Giuseppe, where he's like, "Yeah, he can't say one way or another, but he knows it's inherently a PC game, and he thinks the developers want to respect that." So, um, 
It also won our best strategy game. Surprise, surprise. Uh, best Switch game went to what else? But Super Mario Odyssey. That's out in October. <laughs> I think we're all stoked for that. We've said enough good things about that one. We're all excited. Uh, also won best platformer. Best 3DS game went to almost the last 3DS game, uh, Metroid Swan Samus yeah. Returns, which is going to be one of the last big titles I think for the uh, 3DS. Even though we do have uh, what Persona Q2 or whatever that one's called coming out next year, as well as Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon Pokemon coming out later this year. So. Yeah, that'll probably be the last like hit. But we've got a yeah, no, it's decent amount. This of has been a very solid. Yo, yeah, were, were you gonna say something? No, I was just saying there's still a decent amount of 3DS games left to come, I guess. But this is the last big one. Yeah, no, the the 3DS has actually had a very strong year or like consistent year. Like, uh, I mean, just this summer, it had Ever Oasis, which was like, it's honestly one of my like. I, not not my favorite, but one of my favorite 3DS games that I've played. It's really good. It's like Ocarina of Time mixed with like more city management. Like I, I it's somewhat like Animal Crossing uh, elements. So like if you're a fan of Animal Crossing or Ocarina Ocarina of Time, those are uh, or Ocarina of Time, however you say it. Those are <laughs> I was uh, say. It's, yeah. Uh, it's Ocarina for the record. Ocarina of Time. Ocarina. Uh, <laughs> uh, oot. Uh, if you're a fan of either of those, I think you'd uh, really like it because it's it's from the guys who remastered those games for uh, 3DS, so they kind of I think took those systems and developed a whole new game. So it kind of it feels more akin because like how the Zelda series is constantly doing something like new, kind of felt like almost that like uh, new entry in like those previous uh, games, and it added in those city building elements that were really cool. And then it had like Hey Pikmin, which I couldn't play because I'm left-handed and controls would be awkward. And then uh, Metopia, which Personally, I, I reviewed it. I, I wasn't a fan, but if it's your first RPG, I think you could like it. But it's incredibly simple, very much on rails and uh and like uh pretty repetitive. But I mean, I think it's just I mean, it's another big first party game. It's kind of the Tomodachi Life's uh, successor almost. So mm-hmm. I mean, they just Nintendo's still pumping out games this year, and then they got a. Mario and Luigi uh, Superstar Saga plus Bowser's Minions, I think, coming later this year. So, uh, I mean, yeah, there's a couple more games coming, and that Mario and Luigi game's great. So, yeah, 3DS isn't dead. <laughs> we got a bunch more awards, so I'm going to do rapid fire here so we can get moving on just a little bit quicker. Uh, best Vita game, Demon Gaze 2. Not super familiar with that one. Sorry. Uh, best mobile game went to Final Fantasy 15 because that is getting a mobile version now. It also won our award for best expansion slash downloadable content and also our biggest shocker award because uh, we were surprised to see it coming to mobile devices, which is kind of weird. Um, best indie game went to Fee. Is that it? F-E? Yes, Fee. Fee. Uh, that game looks real interesting. I'm curious to actually get my hands on that one. I don't know... It- it reminds me of Spyro almost a bit. Like I don't know, it's it's different. Yeah, but. it's it's uh, it's definitely unique. I've, I haven't seen anything like it in quite some time. So uh, we'll have to see how that turns out. That's coming to Switch now as well. So that's nice. Uh, best shooter went to Star Wars Battlefront Two. Best fighting game is going to Dissidia Final Fantasy NT. Uh, best sports game is FIFA 18. Best VR game is Ace Combat Seven, which is actually a ton of fun in VR. Uh, best action adventure is going to Assassin's Creed Origins. Best competitive game is Battlefield One Incursions, the new uh, expansion that is coming, or the new mode, the new Incursions mode is actually coming to that game. Uh, but it's got a whole lot more content coming later this year. And then best online game went to Black Desert Online because Giuseppe loves himself some Black Desert. Uh, so that is <laughs> it's coming uh, to Xbox One too. It is coming to Xbox One, so that's gonna be that's gonna be cool when that gets there. Um, those are our awards for Gamescom. Congrats to all the winners. Um, Gamescom was solid this year. I don't know. Um, it was. It didn't have the major announcements outside of like uh, Biomutant. I think was probably one of the and Age of Empires four. Yeah. So I had a couple. It wasn't as like hard hitting as some like E threes have been, but I think it was. We got a lot of new footage and I think like new stuff for games we already knew were coming, which I think that's that's good for Gamescom because Gamescom is so close to E three. That'd kind of be weird if they, like, blew their entire load this summer. Yeah. So, like, I understand yeah. the spacing. 
totally agree with you. It was a solid showing, but we've seen bigger ones in the past. So it's Gamescom, though. It's not. It's never expected to be on the same level as E3 in terms of announcements, especially because they're both so close together. Uh, let's talk about the Nindies, though. Like we said, we would. Uh, we will do that. That'll be our last thing in news for the week. We've got a bunch of other stories, but we don't have time to talk about all of them. Uh, what did you guys think about the stream today? Did you? Did you? Were you able to check it out, Noah? I was at class okay. all day. <laughs> so you didn't get a chance to see it. School's back in session. School is back in session it, for the three. I was in class when it happened, but I like went back and watched, and yeah. there's some really cool stuff. It was only about 20 minutes or so. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a quick watch. So Tomas, but, uh, new Super Meat what, Boy. I was going to say, what do you think about it? <laughs> yeah. Let's run down the uh, important ones. We don't have to mention every single thing. What stood out to you? Uh, standouts to me. New Super Meat Boy looks cool. Love Super Meat Boy. The punching mechanic that it looks like they added, like, I'm not sure. It looked yeah. like it slowed down gameplay a bit. Yeah, but, I, don't, I, mean, I couldn't I, tell if that was, like, a feature. Like, when you punch yeah. someone, the world slows down, it's, it's or if like, it was, yeah. like, tripping yeah, up with the frame rate. No, it was it was in, like, the trailer, too. So, I mean, it's, like, a problem with the trailer if that is actually it. So, But that's something I need to get hands-on to, like, really see if that slows the pace down as much as it looked. Mm-hmm. But I'm still looking forward to that. Um, new NT Creates game, or Anti Creates game uh dragon marked for death that looks cool uh oh we'll get to no more heroes later uh kentucky route zero is coming to consoles that's cool have you played Switch that especially before? uh no I've, I've seen some stuff on that though i'm, I'm waiting till it's out because i think they, they've been putting out episodes for a while and yeah. i was just like oh I'll wait i think it's almost and then, complete uh, at this point because there's one more left so and then uh two more that stood out for me one's called a battle chef brigade yes i was hoping someone would bring this oh yeah yeah uh so basically what it is is it's an rpg but uh it's like a cooking competition so you know you're you're iron chef you're chopped but what you have to do is go out and hunt the creatures for your ingredients and then come back and cook them so when you're out it's kind of this like 2d hack and slash rpg kind of think like uh i don't know dun dungeons crown is that dragon's crown uh yeah uh, something like that yeah it's it's one of those titles i think but um so it's kind of more similar to that it's like 2d animation it looks pretty good uh and yeah you're basically hunting these monsters and getting your agreement uh ingredients and then you have to go back to uh what is it uh you have to go back to like where you where you cook and then you go into a match three style game which like the switch has shown it can do well with titles like iron cast so uh yeah you basically go back and you uh cook in this match three style and then you do well there and it's all under a time limit too because you know on those shows they're always like you have 60 minutes to cook this meal but um yeah so here it's like uh it's under this time limit so it seems like it's a really fun and cool game i'd I'd like to check that out once it uh comes out but yeah and then the other one which uh oh sorry um the other one which i thought looked really cool was uh called yono and the celestial elephants yeah that game looks super cute yeah it, you know, I just, uh, yeah, I wrote an article on it, and I was just like, oh, my God, this game's adorable. It's like, it's kind of Zelda-esque, but it's isometric. It's yeah. kind of like Lumo, I think, yeah, almost. Yeah, I was but, getting um, Oxen, or not Oxen Free, I'm sorry, Oceanhorn vibes. I don't know why I said Oxen Free. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's got that, it looks like it's uh, like 2D Zelda, but it's also, I don't know, it, the art style, I guess, would be the only thing that was really reminding yeah. me of Oceanhorn. Yeah, and you, you play as an elephant who is, like, the first one born in a millennia. So you're exploring your world, solving puzzles by, like, using, like, different elements with your trunk and solving block puzzles and stuff. So it just looks like a really, like, cute, small, adorable uh, puzzle Zelda-esque game. So that one's you can out really soon, too, I think. I think it's uh, October Yeah, October 12th. 12th. Yeah, that's oh, what I thought. Oh, and then I almost forgot. Uh, Steamroll Dig 2, huge fan of the first one. Second one looks just as good. So, uh, yeah. It looks like, yeah, everything uh, about SteamWorld Dig 2 looks like it is it is the classic bigger and better treatment. Um, yeah. It looks like every element of that game is going to be better. Imogen Form is a great developer. Like, most of their games are on point. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then, so, uh, who are you guys looking forward to? Um, I think, so Golf Story comes out in September. And I am I have like one eye carefully on that because I think it looks really unique. It's an RPG. It, it looks like it looks very much like the golfing version of uh, Stardew Valley, which has me intrigued. Um, I I've got Earthbound style. Yeah, I've got I've got an eye on that one. I don't, I don't know how it'll turn out, but uh, I'm cautiously interested in it. Um, and then in addition to that, uh, it was cool to see the Shovel Knight stuff show up. Uh, King of Cards is coming next year to switch and all kinds of other platforms early 2018 release date for that and then um 
I guess, yeah, No More Heroes is the other big one, I guess, <laughs> which we were... I was surprised to see Azario called it before the stream started. He said, yo, I think Grasshopper Manufacturers is going to show their game because they're technically an indie developer. I was like, that'd be kind of weird. But uh, what do you know? They showed off the new No More Heroes, which is called No More Heroes. Travis Strikes well, Back. Ertz. Travis Knight Strikes Back No More no, Heroes. Travis, it's one of, Travis Strikes I've Again. I've seen it both Travis ways. Travis Strikes Back. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, Travis yeah, Strikes yeah. Again. I've seen it both ways, too, which is what's confusing. Like, I'm not sure if it's, like, which one comes first, but... It's uh, yeah, well, it's my Star Wars tendencies, <laughs> in, I guess, yeah. there. But, uh, but uh, it's... Uh, it looks cool. I mean, like, I know you're probably going to go more in-depth. We just saw cinematics and, like, some Hotline Miami, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, do that, you want to explain how crazy, that? How crazy was that, though, that he was actually playing Hotline Miami in that trailer? Mm-hmm. Oh, so I brought this up earlier in staff chat, and I just wanted to, like, throw it out there. So one of the things they said but weren't entirely, like, super clear on was that it would include other indie games because basically the, the plot, I think, sees, like, jumping around the different games. And so what I was wondering, if it's going to be, like, basically, like, Hotline Miami, for example, what I was wondering is if it's going to be Travis Touchdown inside Hotline Miami or hotline like a hotline Miami based level and no more heroes like yeah. I'd want to see the latter but because I think that'd be like crazy but I'm just wondering like what do you guys think what the direction will go in um I don't yeah so I I tend to think that it will be um, less like the previous no more heroes games where it will I, I don't think it'll play like the previous no more heroes games because the entire concept behind the game I don't know you kind of mentioned it there a little bit but Travis touchdown and the bat the guy he's fighting in this trailer are going to get sucked into they get sucked into a video game console which has six different games on it and you have to play through each of the six games and defeat the boss that lies at the end of each of the six games to escape the console to me, because Suda is working alongside indie developers to create this game, he's probably got his eye on a couple... Di- See, this is, where, this is where I differ, because I don't know if he's going to bring in other indie developers who have famously worked on past games like Hotline Miami and be like, hey, ma- let's make a Hotline ver- Miami version of No More Heroes, or if he's just going to bring Five them Nights in. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, or if... <laughs> yeah, oh, God. I no. want to see that. I'm calling it now. <laughs> um, or if he's going to just bring them in and, like consult and be like hey i have an idea for this your game is so- kind of similar to this what would you do with this or if it's go- just going to blatantly be ripoffs of each of the six different indie developers he's going to be working with i would be fine with either um because they showed hotline Miami specifically in the trailer i'm more prone to thinking that it's literally going to be like hotline miami version of no more heroes is going to be one of the uh games within that console that you have to play and it'll be like that for the other five as well, where it'll be yeah. uh, the No More Heroes version of Five Nights at Freddy's or whatever other games there'll be in that. Um, either way, I'm like incredibly excited. I did mention to you though, I hope there are still portions of it that are like classic No More Heroes because yeah. I think like the boss fights. Or yeah, something. yeah, because well, I've, I've been wanting that for so long. Either the boss fights or they're gonna have some sort of something in between each of the games mm-hmm. to to reminisce. From, like, 2010. Yeah, something like that. Like, I mean, it's always been a very self-aware aware series, and it, that you can even see that in the trailer. Like, he, he mentions... He says something about the gamers, and he's like, looks right at the camera when he does. So, yeah. it's, it's, it's very meta. I'm sure it will continue to be that way. Um, I... Tr- tr- Suda's one of, like, a handful of developers within the industry that I just, like... Whenever he has a crazy idea and said, I do not doubt him for a second. So whatever way he decides to go with this game, I trust him. Uh, that said, yeah, I, like, I agree with you. I do want like some of those classic No More Heroes moments if we can. So, What about you, Noah? Anything you've heard of? Or... Well, I mean, I just think, like you said, it's interesting to take these indie games and sort of break the fourth wall with all of them. I don't know. I I think if if they package each of the games correctly in a way that feels complete and and I guess comical to some extent, then then I think a lot of people are going to be excited, especially cuz like you know, games like Hotline Miami have such stark followings. So I I think like this game because of that is going to turn more heads than before maybe. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. 
I'd like to see him see him bring in like an indie developer that like maybe we wouldn't expect at all, like somebody like on the far end of the spectrum that you would not expect to collaborate with Suda Fifty One, like a Jonathan Blow. And there's like a brave stylized <laughs> section of this game or something crazy you know, like that. One one thing I just thought of too though is Hotline Miami isn't on the Switch, but it's in this game. Yeah. I know that's what. And that's... This is, so so I'm wondering if these will be like. PS4 and like Xbox One indie games that it's almost like this is their Switch port and it's within this game. Like this can to get play very it, you have to play yeah. this game. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So so I could see them doing that. There, there's many ways they could go with this. It was really just like a cinematic reveal trailer. So yeah. just, this is all speculation. But like, yeah. No. I I like. There's a lot Suda could do, and I I trust him enough to think of like a, an original way to do it. But uh, I'm I'm very curious to hear more about that like I, later this year, next year. Because did it get a date? Uh, just it's just 2018. They didn't say any specifics. Okay, because this is not like the anniversary. Or... Uh, so the anniversary is uh, it's weird. It's yeah, technically be... this it's technically this year because uh, it released first in Japan, but it didn't release oh. in the states until 2008. So okay, they're probably gonna capitalize on the like 10 year anniversary. Like, they already, here's... They already did in the at the end of the trailer. They threw up a 10 year anniversary logo. So I guess they're considering it this year though, just because it did mm-hmm. release in Japan. But uh, new question: How long before ten year anniversaries get old? I don't know, dude. I'm. It's everything. Well, <laughs> like, well see, gaming's been prevalent for the past like twenty years, and it hit its like modern stride about ten years ago, like around like Resident Evil Four and all that kind of kickstarted the like the the modern game, I'd say. Yeah. But so I think yeah, a lot of those franchises we're more inherently familiar with, and in an internet age. Or like getting yeah. those anniversaries. That's so getting more repetitive. Yeah, it's super weird this stuff. Like Bioshock is now like a decade old. It's like what the heck? Where is the <laughs> time gone? It's so strange. Uh yeah, I'm stoked for Travis Strikes Back. That's like er, Travis Strikes Again. Sorry. Gotta call it the right name. <laughs> uh I'm really excited. That's like arguably like my most anticipated Switch game at this point, besides Return you know, of the Travis. Besides also... anything not named Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> Xenoblade 2 is probably like up there with Mario because I'm a huge Xenoblade guy. So uh, I might have to like buy Xenoblade that one. And Xenoblade X. I might have to buy that and actually yeah. give it a shot finally because I yeah, wanted to play I, I the recommend, first one for if, so long. If you have a new 3DS, I'd recommend Xenoblade on that. Or if you want to pay like 80 bucks for the Wii version, or to, actually I think it's on the Wii U for 20. But like, it, it, I highly recommend all those games. Uh, and so two, what I've seen, they changed the UI a bit, which I think like surprised me at first but it still looks like really solid because it looks like it uh my problem with x is it wasn't as heavily focused on the story which was one of my favorite parts of uh xenoblade 2 like the gameplay was great too but uh it looks like they refined the gameplay more in x and now they're like kind of refining the story more so i could see xenoblade 2 as kind of being the pinnacle of what they've been building up to mm-hmm. so, yeah yeah We'll have to see if that comes out later this year. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm I'm the one, one person on that that's saying <laughs> it's December, November, or December. It's coming out this year. I It'll mean, be like December 25th or something. And I feel like they would have pushed out. it by now. Like, yeah, I, they would have pushed it. I don't so know. They'll push it by October if it's delayed. I think we'll hear by like October, November. Yeah, I guess they did do a late delay on uh, what South Park last year, wasn't it? Not delayed yeah, it was, to like yeah. uh, October or something that, like that. Yeah, and it that was, was, that was the large. And then it was pushed almost a year later. So. Uh, you know, stuff like that too. I'm just. It makes me wonder what state the game was in ten months ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they delayed it that long, but. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, Nindies looking good. Yeah. I, I. So I mean, back to the overall thing that Noah said. Like, even if Nintendo does not have big AAA games lined up once every two, three four months or something like that they are getting so much more support from indie devs on this thing than i would have expected six months ago and that has got me incredibly excited i mean there's plenty of games that are coming that we didn't even uh talk about here i mean there's plenty of other nindies <laughs> these nintendo indies that we saw on the showcase today that i think look great and i'm excited for and then there's other ones like off the top of my head hollow knight i've been waiting for hollow knight forever and that's finally going to come to switch and i'm excited for that um there's a lot of games coming to Switch, and I'm very stoked for a variety of them. So that little system's doing things that I was very skeptical it could do, <laughs> uh, because it's almost been what it's almost been a year since it was revealed, which is insane. But 
Yeah. I, I try to stay optimistic with those things too. Like I know there were a bunch of naysayers when it was announced, but I was like, I'll let it release, give it a chance, give it like six months. I ended up picking it up in July, I think, just because there were there was like none where I lived. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I just, I mean, it looks like it's a strong system. It all at least I think through 2019 have a solid lineup. So buy it, I guess is what what I still I'm saying, have but. Some... Uh, I still have yeah. some long some long term concerns with it, but uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's really what I'm saying. Well if you want date right now, yeah. from like now to I think early 2019, I can say like it'll be a solid like group of games. So even if it like drops off after that for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I think like the next year is strong. Yep, but. totally. Uh, let's get towards wrapping things up. We're going to do pick of the week, releases of the week, which have already kind of released we're gonna choose one and then we're gonna get out of here uh actually a ton of freaking games out this week so believe it or not yeah uh we've got absolver which is out now which is the online melee combat game i think is what they're calling it uh have you played that yet tomas like yes i i haven't had the chance to uh purchase it and or review it yet but uh like i played it back at e3 and it's it's not a button masher. The devs made that very clear to me while I was playing it. But it's this like methodical combat game where you have like four different styles. Like one of them's kind of like a drunken guy, and then there's just like the like there's different styles. Kind of hard to describe. And you switch between them, and it's basically this very like hardcore game. Like if you've heard of a God Hand, mm-hmm. somewhat similar to that. Uh, no, not entirely, but um, yeah, it's just it's it's very involved and like button mashing doesn't work, so you have to like time your like punches and kicks so they're uh, they function well. There's cust- like a lot of customization with your individual, uh, I think prospect or something is what they call it. But uh, from what I played at E3, I was highly highly impressed, and so uh, and I think the reception's been pretty good for it too. Been pretty good for what I've seen so far. I think it had like some server issues or something, but I mean most multiplayer games do, but uh. Yeah, and it has some single-player stuff, too, I think they uh, the dev said, too. So it's definitely one I'm planning on getting at some point. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm very busy right now. So, um, uh, And then uh, Abduction came to PS4. That's from the uh, Mist developers. Down. Yeah. yeah so those like are my picks. spiritual successor <laughs> to, like, Mist and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's out now. Um, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle is obviously out now. Uh, everybody's golf I've been hearing fantastic things about and I want to check out and I might just pick that up because I am weak for sports games sometimes. Uh, so we'll have to see how that works out. Uh, Pillars of Eternity complete editions out and so is Record Definitive Edition. I'm going to say we'll take those out of the running just because they've already come out uh, in the past. Uh, Sonic Mania is out. Oh, that's the PC release. I forgot they pushed that back. Uh, Warriors All-Stars is out now. That is the hack and slash game from Koei Tecmo. Uh, Windjammers is out on PS4 and PS Vita, which I am also thinking of checking, picking up because I played that at E3 and it's a lot of freaking fun. Um... Yakuza Kiwami is out, which we reviewed highly here at DualShockers. You can check that review out on the site. Ark got a proper release. Ark is now a video game. Oh, it is? It is not an early access. So Ark is out. Ark Survival Evolved is now out. Uh, Yi 7 is out. Uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm Episode 1 hits later on this week. And Resident Evil Revelations got re-released on Xbox One and PS4. What is the pick of the week this week, guys? Absolver? That's fine. <laughs> I mean, from everything you've said, Mario and Rabbids. I mean, Mario and Rabbids I've actually played, so I can actually speak to that. Um, I'd say it's between that, Everybody's Golf, and Absolver. Um, those are the ones I would mention, at least. Um, yeah, Absolver and Mario, I think, are the, the two, if you are got yeah. your eye on something. Because, I mean, honestly, this week's very varied, too. Like, yeah, you got, like, your... A sports game, Your, a fighting uh, game, and a uh, like classic game. RPG. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, arcade, <laughs> you'll have something to play. This arcade week. frisbee fighting game. <laughs> Yeah, your uh, story-based game with Life is Strange. There's a good amount of varied stuff. You're right. Um, you can buy Sonic for the fifth time. <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. fourth time. <laughs> uh, I'd say Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Like it is. Uh, if you have a Switch, I like I said earlier. I think it's must buy. You should definitely pick that. Mm-hmm. Up, so. You guys should do that too if you have it. If you have money, go go scrape poor together some money. Student. Some money. Yeah. <laughs> now you're the poor college student. You can use that as an excuse, Tomas. So, cool. 
that's it for the show this week, you guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, you can follow everything else we do over at DualShockers, all of our reviews, previews, interviews, news, all that good stuff at DualShockers.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at DualShockers. Uh, make sure to also hop into our community Discord. I am not sure how to do that. It's somewhere on the website. You can find it. Yeah, just search up our uh, Discord on our site. There should be a featured article. Yeah. There with should, the link yeah you should be able we to could even relatively we could put it in this article too yeah I, I can drop a link yeah. in that I'll probably actually yeah. start doing that every week good call yeah um <laughs> good idea you, so yeah join our discord talk to us in there hang out with us we talk about games and all kinds of other crazy stuff that happens on the internet uh you can follow us on twitter at dual shockers you can follow tomas on twitter at is it barking gecko 98 99 <laughs> oh so close yeah I'm, I'm i'm still a 90s kid uh but yeah <laughs> so it's not the most uh like professional name but it, it predated me at the site so 90s baby <laughs> yeah i've always yeah. i always enjoy seeing you get tagged in like the open critic post or something like that where they're like, oh Barking I, I totally forgot about wait i forgot about bubsy i got tagged by bubsy this past week most amazing night because I just see this like Twitter symbol and then I'm like, oh, I check and it's like you've been followed by Bubsy because I had written an article and tweeted <laughs> it out like, look out, Mario. Here's the October platformer. Everybody's like, just jokingly like this is what you should be looking forward to. And then so I got followed by him and then I was like, just like, oh, my gosh, you saw my article. And then uh, like whoever who's uh, Black Forest Games, I think, is making that an accolade. Um Tomasi, you are and, aware that Bubsy does not exist, correct? No, 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 no. But to, just, just the fact that the official account followed me, like, that, and that was Bubsy, just which has, like, this huge internet thing behind it. It was, like, so funny. And then I just see this, like, I was, like, I talk, was talking with my brother at the time, and I was just, like, I just got followed by Bubsy. And then I see this at notification pop up. And in my mind, I'm just, like, did I just get added by Bubsy? And I look, and I did. And he just, like, showed my article, because I say infamous, and then he's, like, did I commit any felonies? So, uh... Yeah, so, and then it got, like, over 100 likes and, like, a bunch of retweets and stuff, so it's pretty cool, but... So, yeah. there you go. Tomas, <laughs> there's, there's Tomas is in bed with Bubsy, so when his review yes. for that game drops and it gets a 10, <laughs> 10 out know, of 10. You'll, know it's, you'll know it's illegitimate. <laughs> uh, Noah, where can we follow you at on Twitter? At Noah Butner. Just my name. That's so original. That's good. It's actually nice. nice when you can squat on your name, though, like that, because for so many others, I could probably do that included, for mine. You probably could. <laughs> I don't think yeah, I could. I think I tried and it wasn't available. Yeah, you have a pretty typical name. <laughs> yeah, somewhat basic. Uh, you can follow me at moreman12, though. And uh, that'll do it for the week. Thank you so much for joining us. Tomas and Noah, I don't know who's going to be around next week. Uh, but we will be back with episode number 44 next week. Until then, take it easy. Have a good week. Bye-bye. <laughs>